Welcome, welcome. I am so glad that you are here and that I get to dive in today and talk to you about how we honor God with our bodies and why that is such a challenge for so many of us. So my hope and my prayer is that you receive this message as God intends. Um, I truly believe that this is something that he continues to place on my heart until I gave in to speak to you on it more directly. And one of the things that he has brought all together kind of full circle for me in these, you know, sometimes God gives us snippets of messages, right? And then he does something that just pulls it all together. And so I want to start by sharing with you uh, the Romans 12.1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12.1, and that's the new uh, King James version of it. But this idea of in the reality that God calls us to honor him through our bodies, that it in fact is an act of service to take care of our body. It is, after all, the one vessel that he's given us to protect the unique purpose that he has called us to carry out, right? I heard Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church uh, a couple months back talk about our body being the case for this special gift that you have that God calls you to experience and to give to our greatest potential. So God plants the seed, right? He gives us the talent. He gives us the beginning, and he will continue to work in and through us until the day he takes us home. But we get to be active participants in that. We get to do our part in order for us to experience that and live it out. And of course, whenever he has something for us, the enemy would love nothing more than to keep us discouraged and distracted just enough to keep us from living that fullest potential. And what God has so clearly placed a new level of understanding in my heart and mind over the last nine months or so is that the enemy is working overtime on Christian women and specifically the aspect that God has gifted me to help women with is when they struggle with their physical well-being because it's not a superficial matter. It can be many women or people or society make it superficial, but the reality is that our body, our physical well-being fosters our ability to hear from God, to be able to experience and live our greatest purpose. And the enemy can use our discomfort in our physical body as a foothold to keep us distracted and discouraged just enough. And you've heard me talk about this before um, in that just enough, especially when it comes to our weight and well-being, the enemy is a scheming enemy. And he will pick whatever he is going to be able to keep nagging you with. And with our physical well-being, there's so much that comes against us in terms of, for example, societal norms, right? When you look, if you ever walk into a public setting, you will notice 70% of the people there are overweight to some extent. And 
you will notice that because that's the norm, this is one of the challenges in calling us forward. But the reality is, is that we, because it's acceptable, right? And honestly, this is an area in which I think our our structure of the church and the messages that we hear from the pulpit don't address this enough. We talk about everyone else's sins, right? And we all have sins and we all fall short. And that's why we have God's grace and all the things. And we talk about all the these other shortcomings, but how often is gluttony talked about? How often is the um, distraction of being uncomfortable in our own body talked about? And I think, you know, said with love, one of the reasons why it's not talked about is because it's a really difficult topic. And I talked about this a little bit in my last episode. It's a really difficult topic because it is such a physical awareness of a sin. You can know if somebody is, you know, struggling with weight because you can physically see it. Whereas, you know, someone might be struggling with gossip or might be struggling with um, adultery or whatever the case may be, um, some sort of other type of idol, right, that is not visibly present. So it's easy enough to talk about that from a pulpit and not have it be in your face or not make people feel uncomfortable because they can hide out, right? When you're dealing with a um, issue of gluttony, when you're dealing with an issue of turning to food instead of God, it creates this physical appearance that makes it obvious that you're struggling with that. So of course, it's going to be difficult to talk about that from the pulpit and without, you know, making people feel uncomfortable or judged or whatever the case may be. And trust me, sister, I am not here to judge you. I might, you know, have my physical well-being put together now. And I I will tell you that, you know, I'm not where I used to be by any stretch of the imagination. But just again, this weekend, I got the opportunity not feeling well, having some personal things going on and physically not feeling um, well because of a very difficult um, cycle this month, right? I had opportunity to give into temptation and instead, you know, choose what is going to make me ultimately feel good. So it's it's an ongoing journey. And yet I have other aspects of life that that I battle that I know, like, I get to continually work on becoming a better version of myself in that aspect of life. So we all struggle. But when it comes to this, this is just the topic that I am strong in now because of what I fought through, because of God's work in and through me, because of working with so many women for over a decade now. This is the area, the physical battle and how that impacts every aspect of life. This is the area of life that I am strongest in by God's work in and through me. And therefore, I get to teach that forward because I have that experiential knowledge, because I can stand strong for other women, understanding how how hard the battle is and understanding that there is, in fact, a better way. And not only is there a better way, not only is it possible, but we're actually called to live from a position of strength and health and well-being when it comes to our physical bodies. Because our physical bodies are the protector of our greatest, unique and greatest purpose, but it also directly impacts our ability to hear, to see, to know God's will and voice on a day-to-day basis. 
I was drawn this morning to also read, um, go back and read again, um, a chapter in Priscilla Schreier's book, Discerning God's Voice, and where she talks about this battle of the body. So clearly God is sending me these messages from all these different places that I was supposed to be sharing with you in that this battle within our body, the discomfort that we create by eating packaged processed foods, processed carbohydrates, breads, pastas, sugars. It's not that you can't ever have those things, but I'm telling you if your normal day-to-day choices consist predominantly of packaged processed foods, processed carbohydrates like breads and pastas, sugars, fast foods, those types of foods, if they're the norm, It's creating this dis-ease, right, which leads to disease in our body. And it's putting us at greater risk to be susceptible to the common cold, COVID-19, type 2 diabetes is 99% lifestyle choice, right? Certain types of cancers, sugars are like the enemy when it comes to if you want to... If you want to be at optimal health well into your your 80s, your 90s, if you want to be independently thinking, if you want to reduce your risk for cognitive disorders, you want to make sure that you're not consuming the you know, societal norms of volumes of sugar. It's not that you can't ever have it. It's understanding how to um, enjoy things in moderation if you choose to, that they sh- that you want to have them in your in your ongoing, you know, choices, so to speak. I will tell you that, you know, in my 20 year journey, my my want to's for food have changed light years from where they were before. But I still enjoy my today's versions of my favorites and I enjoy them on a, a weekly basis, right? It's a change in our mindset. It's a change in our shift. I allow myself, I tell myself I can have anything whenever I want, which is true, right? Um, and then I get to choose when I truly want them and make sure that it's wanting it out of um, a place of just enjoyment versus a reaction to some sort of negative emotion. So if it is true that we are to honor God through our bodies, why then do we go out in society? And I truly believe that 70% of is probably a low number. When you go out and you see 70% of you know all people in general are carrying extra weight, right? then why is it such a battle? May I suggest to you that it is such a battle because the enemy knows that that is a source of acceptable, I want to use the word weakness, but not that you're a weak person, but it's it gives him, it's a chink in our armor, right? It's a soft part, a soft spot in our armor um, that makes it easy for him to navigate and easy to work and easy to control. And so then on a daily basis, you know, ask yourself, are you making the food choices that are feeding your body health or are you feeding disease with those packaged and processed foods? Are you moving your body on a daily basis to a point where you are strengthening your body or is your lack of movement enabling and fostering weakness, right? Are you choosing the highest good and choosing to honor God, God through your body? And I know that it's incredibly hard. It's been incredibly hard in my own journey, and I've watched it be in a battle and been able to work walk many women. Thankfully, God's work in and through me. He has given me a process that empowers me to make the path for other women simpler than my own. And then I get to stand in the gap with them and support them and believe in them and give them the tools that he's given me over the last 20 years that I've now been able to help other women apply for over a decade 
right? But when the enemy gets to use that foothold and when at a societal level it's tolerated, it becomes convenience versus it it becomes, you know, the battle of comfort food and convenience versus creating the healthy thoughts and habits that align with our highest good. The second verse I wanted to share with you is the uh, Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And what really set me this morning on a new level of awareness or understanding is I'm familiar with both of those verses independently. But it really just sunk in that they are back to back. Now, that might seem obvious to you, right? It is 12, Romans 12, 1 and 2. But the understanding that he is talking about our physical body and then in the very next breath and honoring our physical body through or honoring him through our physical body, right? And then the very next breath, he says, do not be conformed of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's the acknowledgement that the world may not be honoring God through their body, right? And that even us as believers, it can be a discouragement and distraction, So many times, one of the other, I truly believe the lies of society, the enemy, wherever you want to think that it comes from, is that we're supposed to take care of everyone else first. We're supposed to run the business first. We're supposed to take care of the kids first, the family first, all the things. And so you can see how that seems like that's so seemingly good. It would sound like that is a good thing. But sister, here's the reality. It is always God first and foremost, and I know you know that as a listener, It is then our responsibility to care for ourselves, and that starts with our physical well-being. It is not a selfish position. It is a position of self-preservation so that you can give out your best because you cannot give your best if you are not at your best. So when you're so busy giving out to everyone else, that you've neglected your own physical well-being. You're carrying 30, 50, 75 more pounds than what is healthy for your body. You're uncomfortable every time you go to get dressed. You're not showing up because your confidence is impacted. You're not showing up to the extent that you know you want to, need to, or called to because your confidence, you continually doubt yourself. You don't want to show up for the Zoom calls. You don't want to show up on social media. You don't want to um, give out. You're not as bold in speech because you have that seed of doubt that stems for your own, from your own physical well-being. And as Priscilla Striver says, that discomfort in our body becomes static in our ability to hear God's voice. And so the enemy is continually using this as a foothold. And so we respond to that by the renewing of our mind. And I love the reason that is so powerful for me at a new level today is because it is what God has put on my heart over the last 20 years. And I've been helping women over the last decade. And, and especially with this, this latest 12-step um, system that he's given me is that it is not the food and the workouts. That is part of the equation for honoring him through your body. 
But if it were food and workouts alone, do you not know that the paradigm would be flipped? Because <laughs> you know you can talk to any woman on the street and I guarantee you they have tried a diet or two more than once. They've lost the 20, 50, 70 pounds and found it again more than once. So if it was only about the diet and the workouts, that would not be our reality. The reality is, is that it starts with our thoughts. It starts with our beliefs. Our thoughts are what dictate our beliefs. Our beliefs then dictate our choices. Our choices made over time is what creates the habits that create our lifestyle, right? And so I want to impress upon you to just first up is acknowledging this, that it is a battle. It is a struggle and you aren't meant to do it alone. It is also if you settle in complacency, if you settle with the stories that tell you that now's not the right time to take care of myself, that I, you know, whatever the case may be, I don't want to invest in myself right now. I don't want to invest the time, effort, and energy. I've got too much going on. I'm supposed to be working on the business. I need to be doing other things for my kids. You are the center of all of those other things. And so even if you are rocking it in business, you're rocking it as a mom. If you are battling with the discomfort of 30 pounds, 50 pounds, more than what your body is supposed to be managing, if you are struggling with the discomfort of turning to food versus God, the emotional eating, the brainless or mindless eating, if that is showing up for you, I guarantee you, sister, you have more in you. And when you are free from this aspect of discouragement and distraction, on the other side of the battle, you will discover a whole new level and vision of potential and purpose that you actually are called to live out. So it is our responsibility to be a good steward of the physical body that God has given us and do not allow the enemy to be a voice that um, tells you that this is somehow not important or that you're not worthy of change or capable of change. It is super hard to do on your own, which is why I get to help so many women coach um, them through their own transformations. I'm living proof that it's possible. And I promise you that when you get to the other side, you've got so much more in you. That was true for me in my own story. Um, you can go back to the first episode to li listen. But for those of you that don't know, you know, I was former atheist. I was overweight. Um, I took a job to be close to home. I was barely getting by, um, came to know the Lord and uh, had a rock bottom moment as a single mom when I was struggling with weight, had turned an eating disorder. And that rock bottom moment was when I finally got real with myself about what it was costing me to stay stuck, what the depression, what the sadness was costing me, what the, as much as a good mom I was, and I thought, you know, my son was my priority and he was, I was not at my best, so I was not giving him the best of me. I wasn't giving him the best of what he deserved. And when I chose to get real with what it was costing me, I started seeing whole new levels of purpose. I started experiencing the fact that I, there was a whole new gear of awesome mom in me. And yes, I ended up with a body I never expected. I also ended up forever changing the legacy and the life for how I ultimately raised my son. He's now a 22-year-old phenomenal man and a man of God. 
I not only changed that, but I took, you know, from barely getting by financially to taking the work ethic that God gave me and and before I even knew him and my birth father as well was definitely get my work ethic from him, him as well. Um, and I climbed, you know, the corporate ladder and ended up earning north of six figures. And from that place, as I continued to do the inner work, I realized that God had called me for more. And that's when I took you know, a huge leap of faith about 12 years ago, left the comfy corporate job and have been helping other women create their own transformations over the last, you know, over, over a decade, right? And again, time and time again, now I work with high performing women who are already there and they're already in the midst of it. But yet, if you struggle with the weight, if you struggle with the food, if you struggle with the physical discomfort, it means, man, God's got even more in you. You are, you have even more in you when you learn how to access it by getting free from this discouragement and distraction of being uncomfortable in your own body, being weighed down mentally and emotionally by the physical weight, right? And that's what I get to help women through and discover the next side, right? The next layer, the next iteration of purpose and impact and influence for them. It's an amazing journey. So, I know that with any episode, this may have just planted a seed, hopefully given you some encouragement and inspiration that you are not alone, that you are loved exactly as you are, and having coming from a position of love, the best thing you can do for yourself is to love yourself where you're at, but do not settle and do not compromise for just good enough. Do not settle and do not compromise with just getting by. Do not settle, do not tolerate this this version of discouragement and distraction any longer because you were created on purpose for unique and greater purpose. And this iteration of discouragement and distraction is creating static. It's creating a dampener that is keeping you, a regulator that is keeping you from experiencing the fullest extent in which you are capable and created. So for those of you where this is just planting another seed, amen, sister, I would love for you to join us in the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom community on Facebook. It's free to join. And for those of you that you know that now is the time, that you are real with the cost of what it's costing you to be where you're at and to be continually in this battle. And you know that you've been trying on your own for years, for decades, and you know that you're ready to do things differently so that you can get a different result this time. If that is you, then you can email me at Rebecca at RebeccaTabbert.com and we can set up a free breakthrough strategy call and decide whether or not the system that God has helped me create by his work in and through me is in fact the right fit for you so that we can coach you um, through this process to create the right tools and the right resources and the right foundation for reaching your long-term physical goals by creating this level of breakthrough. Said with love, if this was helpful, please like episode, leave a review, share it with a girlfriend that you think needs to hear it. And I will say bye for now. Love you. Bye.